Now, broadcasting on StarWorldWideNetworks.com. It's time for Dr. Rademacher's Prescription for Transformation. Let's tap into your own authentic genius and live the life you desire. Join Dr. Rademacher for an enlightened conversation about our brain intelligence, our body intelligence, and our energy intelligence. And now, here's your host, Dr. Bart Rademacher. I'm Dr. Bart Rademacher, and this is Prescription for Your Transformation. Real people, real conversations, and real success. And once again, I'm very honored by the guest that I have today, because we're going to delve into a topic that I think is very difficult for many to navigate, and in fact, very difficult for people to have the proper awareness of. And when we look at our lives, and when we look at our health, you know, one of the factors that is most impactful on our uh, health is our relationship with others. And depending on the quality of that relationship will also determine the quality of your life. You've got great relationships, as we see in these uh, individuals who live in these uh, blue ocean zones, uh, or these blue zones, I should say. Um, they have great relationships as part of the, the, their success in life, and they live to their hundreds. And so what is it that stops us from having the optimum relationships? Well, let's face it. You know, we are running a bunch of algorithms that we learned, you know, from very young age that we had no control over. And now they're basically running the show today. But having that awareness with great individuals like uh, Freddie and Kathy to guide us to uncover and explore what's really going on, um, being vulnerable as well, but also being guided and being witnessed is really the path that we all should, you know, go on. And I absolutely believe in the world of, of personal development. Um, and all of us should dive into that in one form or another. And when you find the right people, you know, like uh, Kathy and Freddie to guide you, ah, you know, it's, it's, it's very blissful. So I want to uh, thank both of you for coming in today, uh, Kathy and Freddie. Briefly, um, Kathy, who are you? So people know, and then we'll go with Freddie and then we'll just... Go with the flow with relationships. Kathy Willian, interfaith, interspiritual minister, co-founder and leader of Be Love Now, online, online program of empowerment, meditation, embodied practice. And I also run a local healing center, Open Sky Healing Sanctuary in Reading, Connecticut. And I am involved in Amp Coil technology as well. Thank you, Kathy. Freddie. Yes. Uh, Freddie Kimmel. I am a, I'm going to say I am a wellness concierge, which is the new term I'm sort of loving. I help connect people with ideal technologies and coaches and services, which can help them move forward through chronic illness. I work as a consultant in the wellness space, the especially the biohacking technology field. So whether that's a company like Flopresso, which is full body lymphatic drainage or amp coil or a light company, um, very passionate about where these where these tools, um, how they're used, how they meet the end user, and so facilitating that relationship from the end customer um, right through to to production. And I also do the Beautifully Broken podcast, which is a podcast about putting the the pieces of our lives back together after we go through adversity, and how that is the most, in my opinion, magical part of of the journey is the journey. 
I love that. And what a beautiful way to you know position ourselves with all of our faults and our weaknesses. And I came to that epiphany many years ago where I'm actually celebrating my faults and my weaknesses because that's just the message to me that I have something to work on. And so, you know, giving myself permission to be human, you know, being uh, giving myself permission to be broken so I can do something about it. And we should all not have that shame about ourselves when things aren't working out the way we think they should. So let's talk about relationships. And, and one of the things that I noticed as we were talking earlier today is, you know, the challenges that a lot of people, you know, are experiencing, you know, based on how they show up with other people and how they show up in the world. And so let's just dive in. I'm going to start off with Kathy because you brought up the subject this morning and just let's let's dive in. Well, to join with you around this idea of growth. So I think having a growth mindset is key. And then that helps to shift that perspective that whatever's arising, right, is not a problem, <laughs> but it, but information. And I think we get stuck, especially if it's an old thing. You hear people say, oh, I thought I dealt with that. And so I think that to have community around, right, this is a little community we have on this screen, right? There's the three of us. We've just created a community. And now we're creating a community for whoever is going to tune in. So when you have community around intention and practice, I think it amplifies the growth and the potential for expansion. Some you could call it healing. It's it doesn't necessarily matter what the words are per se. It's the feeling I think that it evokes. So that's where I'm interested because by myself I can only get so far. What I have noticed is that in doing this kind of a thing and allowing for space to have other people enter, then I really start to learn. So basically, what I'm hearing you say is that we do so much better with community, as I began the uh, introduction as well. But what's happening today? I mean, we have every reason to be even more connected, but we're just even more disconnected. And these community units are falling apart. So what's going on? Yeah, I, I would. I, I was going to yeah, say go. probably. Well, yesterday, our little role play, that was a little peek into that, right? Yeah. You know, as we were doing the exercise yesterday and and just um, leaning into this avatar, you know, you've got this person post pandemic you know, your typical nine to five office worker, they've been um, removed from the typical office space, their home, we're engaging on screens, and we have ad nauseum number of Zoom meetings and Zoom webinars. And there's this, there's this disconnectedness, which we don't always voice to each other, but everybody feels. And when we were playing into that, and I started to talk about the, the, the lack of human connection, the lack of eye contact physically um, working through a problem with somebody in real space, I started to get a little teary-eyed and started to get a little, um, I could feel my my heart start to really activate because I really do miss working through things in community with someone. A screen, it's just, it's so different. It's so different. There is a there is an intangible magic that does not happen. You know, when we do this, you know, we had, the other thing I just want to, I think it'd be a cool course uh, course deviation here is some of the some of the problems or the fights that come up in the community that would be labeled as social media. 
you know, people offer things and say things that are so curt and so violent and it's, it's hard not to be, and then, and then it's posted and they're gone. So you're reading through these comments and you're like, how could this person do, how could they be this way? How could they say this to me? And so you spin and spin and spin. And I start to create these stories in my head. The reality is if one of those exchange happened in real time, I don't think it be it would be that violent and curt because normally when you're with someone, there's a there's a degree of respect when you're holding physical space and their energy. There's also this respect of this person might be bigger than me. <laughs> and I would never, I would never be so emboldened to give this uh, uh, a statement which could which could invite like a punch in the face. There's this great article that Tim Ferriss wrote years and years ago, he's like, my, you know, my defense of punching someone in the face, you know, that there was this thing where the, the, the exchange, it just stopped there. Right. Because it would, it would ensue a fight, a physical off gassing of the, like the emotion that you're feeling. So this new level of engagement for me, it leaves a lot of loose ends. It leaves a lot of unprocessed feelings and emotions that I will go off and maybe it's true, maybe it isn't, but depending on my programming, I'm going to create some sort of story or a narrative of why this person would be so aggressive towards me in the online space. Your thoughts, Kathy? Well, I think this is so incredibly important, especially for young people. Not that it's not affecting 40, 50, 60 year olds and whatnot. It's that the young people don't know anything else. The young people, this has been their social playground. So I think this is such an important topic. And again, I would go back to teaching people, giving people the tools, the necessary tools with which to very quickly process their own emotion, their own feeling, to understand what it is that they need. because it's probably not more social media. (laughs) So that's, I mean, that's, we talked about that yesterday where Freddie, having people that you can connect to, to witness you in your process that can hold a space and call you out if you're not being honest with yourself or question you, reflect back to you. Well, what I hear you saying is this, Freddie, but what you're doing is this. So where's the disconnect for you? Whatever ready as example, but that we have those kinds of relationships because they really keep us honest. They do. And that look, that, that social media thing, again, it's information. It's an opportunity for you. You, we get to respond. Our response is always our responsibility. So we can't change social media. We can't change the fact that a lot of people post things because they're going for the like. They're going for the people, more people following them. So they're going to say outrageous stuff. We can't, we can't get underneath all the whys and all the things, but we can access our own inner truth again and again. And that will, I believe that leads to growth and freedom. Freddie, you want to say something? Yeah, I I, I was just, I'm just celebrating and joining uh, with Kathy and the idea that this, um, this new way of engaging, relatively new, right? Well, I mean, look at the prevalence of Instagram and TikTok and YouTube. And so it is a new arena, but 
But what's not new is owning your stuff, owning my response to outside world, which will always be the case. I found that so valuable. I have a really fresh one from from yesterday, which is relevant to this world of, of health and wellness. There was a woman who went to the biohacking conference, the upgrade conference in Orlando, and she had, which we were all at, all three of us, she had done a review of the event and 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 really just, you know, uh, she dragged it through the mud a little bit. She's like, here's what's wrong. Here's what's awful. Yada, yada, yada. And I felt myself, I was like, why, you know, why, why does this, um, you know, I had this initial reaction. I was like, why would she go there? Why would she load, you know, so much aggression into this post where nobody can defend it. Nobody can question it. I found the points invalid. There were times in which it was, you know, here's the problem with that. There's so much marketing. And then the second half of the video was her marketing all the products, which she has affiliate codes for. I was like, isn't that interesting? <laughs> and so I found myself, someone had shared it in a thread with me. They're like, can you believe this girl came out against the upgrade conference in this way? And I was like, you know, I'm so thankful for seeing this video because what I pulled from it is a reminder of how much, how, how important it is for me to bring kindness in. When I'm reviewing a product or when I have opinion on something and there's always, it's just so attractive to listen to. I And it really does. It excites the brain. It, it excites a different area of the brain, right? Not so much the, the fight or flight, the hippocampus, the HPA axis, but it really does bring up those beneficial neurotransmitters when we see something and there is there is a level of kindness layered in where it's like, Oh, here's what I loved. Here's what I thought that I would love to bring my creative energy into and see optimized for next year. It's yeah. and it just made me realize it's so easy in this day and age on social media to burn things down. But how bold and how brave to say if you didn't find it was in alignment with you, what would you do differently? And that's that's what was missing. That's what was yeah. missing. And there was this ugliness to it and I was like at the same time, I'm like, thank you, because it's thank you for showing me that, because it's exactly what I don't want to do. So I'm like, I I want all the colors in my community to be able to to learn direction, right? I need it all. I don't want to be just around pot, chronically positive people. You know, and I, you say, um, let me answer a couple of things on all of that because the way we grow basically is you compare and contrast. And if there's contrast, if there's conflicts, that's how you grow. And some of the most successful people in the world have had the most, you know, have had the the toughest times ever, and because they've overcome those those challenges. And actually, I think one of the uh, when an author, a successful author, oftentimes will say that. You know, I know I, I hit the nail on the head when I get all these critiques, right? So the better the book, you know, the better the product, the more criticism you actually get. Like kind of interesting how that works out, by the way. But here's the truth. I think a lot of us are in this uh, state of uh, chronic fear, uh, scarcity, survival. And so the uh, the part of the brain that is looking for danger is even more active now. And so obviously... We're, we're quicker to look for danger than for something that is going to be nice. And then again, what you say is, you know, we need to begin to look at what's great because that's going to affect our entire system, our entire body and our relationships. So I, getting back to the early part of the conversation, 
you know, it's it's us being disconnected through this interface, which is the the computer, right? Because you kind of alluded to it, there's no accountability anymore, right? You look at these kids playing video games and they're killing all sorts of things. There's no accountability, there's no connection. And so they they're emotionally drained in a sense. They're not connected with their emotions. And then they say all these crazy things because they're not held accountable because you can just switch off the computer, walk away and get back on again. And I think that's a big problem that we have today. And and if you look at it um, from an evolutionary standpoint, I mean, we've evolved over millions of years in harmony with nature, but also in harmony with the energies of people around us. And now that we don't have that, that's also going to affect how we then show up. Yeah. Kathy? Yes. <laughs> I think the thing I was going to tie in here was what you were speaking to, Freddie, is really the process of joining, which I think we can teach in schools. I think we can teach all of this communication, this feeling. There's so many things that we can bring to young people. In our program, when we work with moms, all the moms bring the stuff, these tools to their kids, and they see massive shifts. So the joining piece is finding something that the person said. Hmm. It's like it's a building, you're building, it's not bypassing. It's not that you're like, oh, I'm just gonna find the next nice thing and I'm only gonna speak positive. No. There might be critique and discernment in your taking of like Freddie with this feedback that was given for the conference. What you chose to do was be the example of how you want to show up. So you took your feelings, you decided what you needed, and then you showed up meeting your own need and your response, right, to how you would do it yourself. Oh, wait, this is information for me about me always because you can only do you. So the joining becomes that place where you can find something to build on. Yeah. Yeah. I had, I had, and I had, of course, when I have a, when I have something come up for me that brings that much of an emotional response, now I'm in the practice of, I will go in and say, well, I join with her in saying it's a valid insight. One point that was made that there is not a lot of data collection or science around women or women's bodies. And if you if you looked at the speaker list and you looked at the event, of course, I'm like, yes, let's bring that in. So I join with her in saying there could be more awareness around how some of these tools and some of the science that doesn't exist yet be in, be incorporated into the biohacking world. So that was a big join for me. Um, and you know, the, the, the thing that's very activating, this comes up a lot is when you see somebody, um, give a critique of a, I'll give you an example. She mentioned brain tap. Mm. And so she goes, I don't, she's like, I tried this thing, brain tap. She's like, I don't think it's, I don't think that it's good. I don't think it's good. Mm -hmm. And I was like, <laughs> and then and she was like, yeah, there was like, you know, there's 2,400 people around and I only did it for 15 minutes and I didn't finish the session and I had eight cups of coffee, but maybe there's something here. And I was like, oh, you know, I was like, I would love her to pull in a little ownership around the fact that 32,000 people follow her platform. A lot of people are going to watch the video and they're like, oh, Cindy said brain tap's not good, you know, and is a, is a person who is um, actively working to like make these tools be seen in a light where they're um, 
authentic and in integrity, the language around them, that one like really, really gets me. You're like, oh man, there's going to be so many people that see that and they take it at face value, not hearing the things like, I had seven cups of coffee. It wasn't a clear environment. I did one session. I didn't finish. Yada yada yada. Right. So my my like uh, my consulting technology brain. It was like, man, I w- I would love to. I would love to pull her aside and just get a reframe and just be like, so what I'm hearing you say is, for the for the engagement of the technology, you were not incredibly present. There were other cofactors going on that could affect your outcome, and because it's a device that works with the process of entrainment or pulsing information to the brain, it's possible it would be a better time for you to evaluate after 10 to 20 sessions. And then I'd love to hear your experience. And and one more thing, there's not just one program, there's about 2000 different programs or sessions you can play. So right. you may have picked the wrong program too. Yeah. The, and then, you know, the, the, yeah, there was just lots of things. I was like, Oh, I will join with you in saying my awareness around uh, the conference is there so much. How do you ever discern? Because it's not her responsibility to see everything BrainTap has set up. However, if she had just walked around the booth and saw, oh, they're doing they're doing medical grade heart rate variability uh, and brain, predominant brainwave state testing to show you what happens after BrainTap. And I'm going to tell you what. Uh, I, I use this technology. I, I've tested hundreds of people to show you, even after one session, your brain changes. You know, your brain waves will shift into a beneficial state. So it 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 was one of those things where it was like, I, I've got more information to this puzzle right here. And so you get excited about it and you just you want it, you want to interject. But because of the way the rules of engagement, now how here's another theory. What if after the conference there, it was it was it was formatted so there was a there was a um a feedback loop in which you could sit down with some of the people that you resonated with or or had issues with their technology be like this didn't land for me can you tell me why I may be experiencing this what a great scenario for that um exchange to happen in, in real time so so let's unpack this a little further because you know what some people do unlike you of course because you look at the positive but some people like to break down others so that they feel better about themselves. Sure. So again, I mean, you know, this person is getting a reason to exist because, you know, she's criticizing other people and therefore people will listen to her, but wouldn't it be better as you suggested, you know, describe all the great benefits and leave the questions of, okay, there needs to be further investigation on these parts. But again, it doesn't attract as many interest. Yeah. I listen, I I I think that's possible. I also think that um there have been times in my life where when I talk about something else, I really do try to bring this filter. It's rare that I like say there's a some tool out there where I trash because honestly, I think they all work. It's like what tool, when, for who. The brain tap system or a red light or a PEMF device is relatively simplistic in its Newtonian. I push a button, I generate a field, there is an information being broadcast into space. The variable is the trillions of cells and emotional intelligence and how I woke up that day and what I ate the day before that is Freddy. So I'm like the complicated part. The tech is so simple. So 
I just think that, and that's something I've learned over time. It, 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 the onset of biohacking for me, when I would go see, well, why doesn't everybody else get the same results that I'm getting with this thing? Why, why doesn't it happen that way? And as we said yesterday, that's the same with tech. That's the same with a tick bite. You could have 10 people lined up in a row. They all get bit by the same tick with the same infection. They're probably not going to present in the same way, or some of them have no effects at all. There's no disease where others are, are bedridden with chronic bone pain, or one takes two doses of a doxycycline and they're jumping around like Geppetto without strength. They're like, I'm fixed. My joint pain's awesome. Another person's 20 years in. Right. So yeah, it's all context dependent. And I think that's the missing piece in all this biohacking is, you know, how do you determine what's going to be the best product for you? Because all these products, whether you get the service, you know, at a, at a spa or a biohack uh, um, lab, or um, you buy the products yourself, um, you know, unless you are dialed into what your body actually needs, you're wasting your money. And that's the problem. And we don't have that diagnostic tool yet. So hopefully somebody's working on that right now. Well, I, th- I, th- I think this, this, I'm like indicating the Kathy and Freddie screen. I think this, uh, this language skill, this, this new way of communication, I think that's the tool. Because with, and we should try this, um, with the beauty of being able to identify what my feeling is based off the core needs that are or are not being met, then I do do clear away a lot of the noise. Do you know what I mean? Kathy? Should we try one? (laughs) Yeah. The only thing I would add in joining is that one of the you know, if you think about like the 12 guiding spiritual principles, right. Or 12 steps, the one that I would have thought now in practicing this for four years that I would not have at the beginning assumed it would make a big difference for me is what I consider the principle of humility and humility is really not taking things personally. And if that is something that we learn and how we not take things personally is identifying our own feelings and needs, taking responsibility for our reaction and res- or response, right? Turning reaction into response. There's a bit of this whole culture around influencer. We could make a lot of assumptions. We don't know all the story, Right. There's P there's money involved. People get paid to promote this, that, the other thing. So we don't even know what's going on behind, behind the scenes, let alone what that person's personal integrity practice is around how they keep their filter clean to keep showing up as best they can with the ego, not dominating, right? The experience. So mm. to say we can only do us. There's an aspect of it. I think where in that moment, I, I say to myself a lot, what part of me is taking this personally? I'm having such a reaction to what this person is saying. What is that for me, right? We personalize it even when we go against ourselves. So even if we say something to the effect of that device worked for them, cured their line, why is it not working for me? We're taking it personally. It's an aspect of it. So it's kind of that opening to curiosity that we've been talking about. And this conversation is about opening a space of curiosity for something other than my limited concept of my own self and space. And I think that's where 
the social media, the internet, the influencer, even the biohacking world can become kind of navel gazing. How can I live longer? How can I, how can, right? So if we start to have more conversations like this, and like you said, wouldn't it be interesting to have a conversation after of being open to feedback and creating more, which would be beneficial to everyone, which is about a co-creative process. I, I think that's, I think this is exciting. That excites me. Well, let me ask you this question, because when you say taking it personally, what does that actually really mean? And, and, and how can we not then take it personally? What's, what's the process, the mental process that we need to undergo to not take it personally? I have my own thoughts. I'd like to hear yours. Can, can you give us an example, um, Dr. Bart? Like, give me an example of, of uh, an experience like with a technology. Like, give me a, not, not a role play, but you're like, here's what happened. I took this really personally. Well, I'm not taking personally because I, that doesn't happen to me. I'm just referring to Kathy when she says, you know, when people are taking it personally, what, what is that all about? I mean, I'll give you my two cents worth or maybe one dollar. Um, and it's simply this is that we get attached and it's a matter of, of not not being attached, not being attached to an outcome. So you can desire an outcome. You can really want an outcome. But the outcome does not define you. you know, I think so many people are defined by their behaviors when we are not our behaviors. And so it's a matter of, of having that clarity. And you also alluded to that, Kathy, is that, you know, who are you? And being comfortable with that person who you are, including all the faults and weaknesses, right? And that's okay. But if you are not getting that outcome, then what's happening? Are you being rejected? Are you not enough? Or any of these things. And, and, and that's also wrapped up in this whole um, theme of scarcity. You know, you're, the urgency of needing, as you put it as well, the urgency of needing to live longer, right? For whatever reason that is that you're identifying yourself with. Um, so just want to hear your thoughts, because if we're going to help people to navigate this process, how is it that we then don't take it personally? Because just saying, look, you know, having having the humility not to take it personally. OK, I get that. But a lot of people don't. I mean, I guess the only thing that I can really speak to is my own experience. Mm -hmm. So in my life, the most growth that has occurred has been in relationship with my partner, my husband. And in order for me, because we were childhood sweethearts and we were very much entangled with each other, a lot of love, a lot of beautiful things, beautiful life, three kids, all the thought, all the stuff. But I got to a point where I took so much personally. I was resent that I became resentful. Mm -hmm. And I think you said something very interesting about we are not our behavior. I would agree and join with you and I would add, and we are responsible for our behavior. Yeah. So there is a bypassing that happens for people in th these kinds of spaces where it's almost like, um, I don't know how to explain it, but like vibrational um, ostrac like non-inclusion, like, oh, well, their vibration isn't hot, isn't vibing with, you know, the whole thing. And so for me, I want really grounded practices and ways in which to discern what is going on for me because my I do not want to bypass my feelings. I do not want to project my stuff all over people. Notice I didn't use a bad word. And I also want to keep leveling up. 
And I know that in order to do that, I need people like you guys in my life to practice it. Because we, in a sense, we have to hold ourselves accountable, but we also have to hold each other accountable. And the only way to do that is in relationship. We can't, we have to have it mirrored back to us. Like Freddie said, so what I hear you saying is sometimes we just hear that from from another person and we hear our own words and we go, oh, snap, wait a minute, I'm taking it personally, meaning that I'm making it about me. If we're having a reaction, if Freddie's having a big reaction to the woman's comment about the brain tap, somehow he is personalizing it. Like, oh, I wouldn't do it that way. I think she should do it a different way. You know, whatever he's. So then he has to figure out what is he feeling around it? He has to take responsibility for himself in his own process, because otherwise what he'll probably will do is lash out is say something else because that's the forum of social media. I say something, you react. You say something, I react. What he's trying to do differently is own his own piece in the process, not take it personally. And you can use a different word, but you don't have to use take it personally if that's a doesn't resonate, but it's about taking responsibility. It's, oh, I see, whatever. People use the word trigger. We talk about tra- post-traumatic growth. We can look at it through any lens. I'm just saying that having a practice of being willing to name the feelings in the moment, what is going on for me right now? I am so hyped up. I am so reactive. And it could also be a really positive feeling. It doesn't have to be all the uncomfortable ones. And then notice what the need is. And then we make a plan. Then we can actually choose our response based on that. Any kind of a practice in that way to me is is one of liberation because yeah. we're always going to be in a process of becoming that way and contradiction rub like you were just talking doctor it's like that is where it happens the friction what did you call it freddie on your podcast limbic was it limbic limbic friction, friction. i wrote that down i think it's brilliant yeah. so freddie your thoughts my thoughts are um when I watched the video review of the upgrade conference and saw the dialogue around brain tap specifically, I felt irritable. I felt annoyed. I felt exasperated because I have a core need for fairness. I have a need for honesty. And I have a need for a shared reality. And what? Go ahead. Um, I'm wondering if there isn't something around accountability or responsibility. Because mm. to me, that comes before shared reality, that we can't actually have a shared reality if someone isn't taking responsibility for their own experience. Yeah. So let me add, so there's a formula that I love, and I think I shared it with you guys last time, is the XYZ. XYZ. I wrote that. When X happens, um, uh, I feel Y, I need Z. And what's interesting is, <clears throat> as we're talking about this, and also what you're suggesting, Kathy, is that, you know, as you begin to have that awareness of what your needs are, um, then it's also that opportunity to actually diffuse the the the, the energy that you have. So one is fairness. Well, that's, 
an energy that is is high, like this is unfair, how dare you, all this kind of stuff. Um, accountability has a different type of energy. And then if you go down to say curiosity, right? Like curiosity is a very different energy. And so that's one that actually diffuses your need to lash out, um, but rather to ask questions. And I think in asking the questions, then then we come to a place where um, we can be open to a different perspective. And and the whole problem that we have in our world today is everybody's just stuck with their own perspective and totally intolerant for anyone else's idea. And that's unfortunate because again, you know, if we all th thought the same, then we'd never grow. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's why it's important to to I think to have these conversations, it's important to bring it up with your friend, not just share it and be like, oh, can you believe what dot, dot, dot did? Right. Um, here's what I'm feeling. Here's what the needs are. Um, do you have anything to add? And, you know, to have this conversation with these, with this set of tools is very helpful to, again, come to a place where you're not writing on their page, be like, blah, 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 blah. You're not dumping again, um, that there's some sort of value add, some okay. sort of growth. As long as we can substantiate, you know, what it is that we we are saying, what we're believing. And I think that's another problem is that too many are, are latching on just um, without thinking to all these different influences and their thinking and their way of doing things. And not just in the biohack field and, and all these different fields, because they want a sense of certainty. And if somebody is believable to them, um, they have the certainty, but they've, la they've lost the ability to critically think and then discern whether what it is that they're hearing is the right thing or not. And that's really unfortunate nowadays because people just make statements based on absolutely no insight, no knowledge. In fact, what you suggested earlier, uh, Freddie, and case in point, um, uh, my own son, my eldest son, we have very different opinions about a lot of different things. I'll just leave it at that. But I have the absolute respect for him as much as I think he's absolutely wrong uh, but he can substantiate all of his ideas and beliefs and and mm. that's great and so he does a better job of doing his research finding out you know the the data the facts and everything else and i'm lost because i have nothing to say but i still know he's wrong but that's the world that, <laughs> that we live in is just be open to different opinions right. period i think it's also important to say based on my experience based on your experience, based on your son's experience, this is his belief system. I'm not here to judge your experience, right? Like, I think this is an important conversation to be having. You can still think I can disagree with your belief system based on your experience, but your experience is your experience. And that's something that I think is part of this taking personally all this whole yeah. We have, it's like the work begins here. We go in to go out. So what are we doing here to clean it up? Right. As Byron Katie would say the chain of pain. I remember when my kids were young, we had these great Byron Katie children books and hurt, you know, we, there's a saying now hurt people, hurt people. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes, this is true. What happened to you may not be right in your control, but what you do with it is your responsibility. That's where your freedom lies in your response. So 
I do think that these are super important conversations to have. And what I like to do a lot with someone who perhaps I very much disagree with, or I find myself having, I will say, tell me more about that. Tell me more about your lived experience, not what you think up here, but the actual experience that you had, how it made you feel, and what did you learn from it? Because when I ask someone those questions, I get more of an insight and less of a, um, an intellectual debate. And part of the problem there is that everybody, a lot of people are just so determined to tell you what you should feel, what you should think, what you should believe in. And I think that's very selfish. I think, you know, I'm being unselfish is allowing other people, like I allow my son to have his own ideas. And I said he's wrong. And, and I meant that with a bit of tongue in cheek. Right. He's, he's right for him. Right. And so and, and we should be able to accept that and, and love people unconditionally. But we still can have boundaries. Right. So if, if you totally disagree with somebody or dislike their behaviors, um, you can love them unconditionally, but with boundaries, just don't deal with mm. them. And so why is that not possible? And I think it's unfortunate that with all this gaslighting and, and, and again, gaslighting, all that is, is people are not taking responsibility for their own feelings, their own thoughts and making everybody else wrong for their thoughts and their ideas and their behaviors when it's perfectly right for them. Yeah. I think there's something to be said too, for like the, um, I find myself a lot of times I'll get in these conversations, which you have a little bit of heat on them and you know, the person's lived experience is non-existent, hasn't happened. A lot of these opinions can be formed from a documentary, from watching a video. Oh, you don't know. You haven't done your research. Watch this YouTube video, which to me, I'm like, okay. <laughs> I was like, and, and that's where you can just say, okay, I'm, well, I'm pulling back because also at the end of the day, I have a very finite amount of time in this body, right? I am going to choose. I'm going to choose to set a boundary with you. I'm going to pull back because this is a rabbit hole that I, I don't want to go down. You know, you do a couple of those and finally you're like, oh, this person has no lived experience. You have no personal experience with what you're talking about. This is a way for you to bypass whatever you don't want to look at it in your life, possibly. Exactly. Right. But it's not necessarily us for us to say. Right? No. For them no. to figure out, right? So no, it's, it's for me to choose. Totally. And then you choose <laughs> your response again and again and again, right? Here I am. Yeah. What do I feel? What do I need? How do I create? So it doesn't mean that we can't come up against people that we don't agree with or the all, you know, all of that. But if we have a framework for working through it, I think it's mm. a lot less messy. It's a lot less uncomfortable. It's a lot less painful. It doesn't mean it's going to be comfortable, right? Anytime we yeah. lean into something that is like, you know, uh, has a contradiction to it, right? Or a conflict or, but I find in my life, I'm more like, all right, let's do this one, you know, as opposed to, oh, I have to make that phone call to that, or I have to go to my brother or whatever the thing is that would have brought me more sort of um, a feeling of like, I, I don't, I'm, I'm nervous. I'm afraid. I don't know how it's going to, now I feel like, well, I've got all these tools. It's going to be fine. Like I can figure it out as I go. I can pivot. I can play in the in the sandbox because I know how I feel, what I need. And if I don't, I can stop and pause and say, you know, I let me just get back to you. I need a moment. I'm really okay doing that in the middle of a heated argument. Wow, you're you're really passionate about this. 
hold one second because I'm having, it's like drinking from a fire hose. So let me just pause you there. I'm going to regroup to see how I feel. And I'm going to come right back to you. Things like this, these are tools, right? And then all of us, we establish the, the ground rules again and again and make new agreements. I think it's possible. I think it's possible in many different arenas. Mm-hmm. And make an agreement with yourself. I mean, preframe yourself First. to say, look, I'm not going to jump into this. I'm not going to fight. I'm going to be curious. I'm going to take, I'm going to be uh, personally responsible for, for myself and my thoughts and and not feel that I'm going to be attacked. So you can pre-frame yourself before any of these mm-hmm. th- things happen and train yourself because, you know, you're absolutely right. You know, everybody deserves to have their own experience, right? Their own uh, perspective. And, and it's theirs. It's right for theirs. And that's one thing that I was very blessed with because I grew up in five different countries and just literally saw, you know, a wall separating one world from the other. And what was in one world was right for them and, and, and not right in the other world. Mm. And, and, you know, it's the experience, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's incredible. So I, I think this conversation is, is quite relevant in so many aspects, because at the end of the day, we need to assume responsibility for ourselves. I mean, we can't be the victim. We can't blame everybody else for everything that's going on. And and the truth is, is that with some insights, with some knowledge and some understandings, it makes it a lot easier because I can't tell you how often I've come across something as, as a, a scientist, as a doctor, right? And I look at that and say, oh, this is just nonsense, right? And that's was the that's a natural response I think a lot of people have when they lack the knowledge and haven't done the work to figure out what that is. And too often I've come to the point where I realize, oh, this actually works, right? So maybe I should have a different approach. Unfortunately, I changed that many many years ago. And I think a lot of people are so stuck with the need for that certainty. And I get it. I mean, times are tough. Inflation is crazy. You know, all this, you know, other things that are happening, you know, politically and also on social media and culturally and all these things. I mean, a lot of people are in a state of fear, uh, which is also perhaps part of what happened with the COVID pandemic that just got out of hand. And so it should inspire all of us. I mean, you you brought up this word all the time, you know, many times over, Kathy, is, is growth. We should have that growth mindset. We should be curious. We should be looking for different answers. And um, and it's in growth that we find the most happiness. Yeah. I mean, I would add that, like the even just the words that it, some of the words you're using, like can't and should. Mm-hmm. Like for me, I think of it like people are going to be victim. That's just part of the negative makeup of the mind, you know, the mind's going to loop around, scratch the itch. What we can do for each other is invite the curiosity into the conversation. So if you're looping around being a victim, you could be a victim. Let's just say you wanted to be a victim about your son and you were going on and on, right? I just can't believe it. And he doesn't. And here's all the reasons why. And then I could say to you, okay, so that is your take on this whole thing. And how is it working for you? Exactly. How is your lived experience in this moment when you tell me this story about your son? So I think we can start to help each other state shift. 
by inviting people into the present moment of their experience. So if we are meeting with a person who is doing the whole thing or projecting or all the dumping, whatever it is, we say stop and we pause and we say, okay, how do you feel right now about this thought that you're having or this thing that you're complaining about? And then let's get underneath that because how is it that you actually want to feel? Exactly. Because you're in charge Mm. of (laughs) that. So I'm going to wrap it up by saying this, you know, it's, um, it's whatever we focus on, the meaning that we get things, what we focus on and, um, and the meaning that we actually give something. And then, you know, what can we do about this? But finally, you know, what is it that I really want right now? And, and it's just asking questions, quality of questions is the quality of life, better questions, better lives. So I want to thank you both. Um, I'm going to give you each the last word and how do people find you? Start with Freddie. Kathy, start Wonderful. You can find me at beautifullybroken.world or the Beautifully Broken podcast. It's beautifullybroken.world on Instagram. And yeah, my my last thoughts, I just wanna I just wanna join with everybody on this podcast and say stay curious. Um, own your stuff, own what's yours, feel what's coming up for you the feelings based on the needs that are or are not being met. I think that's so important. If you visited if you visited that every single day and it start to expand the emotional vocabulary, both the feelings and the needs, you'll find yourself. It's like you took the bumper lanes off the pool game. Yeah. It's more dynamic. There's more um, levels to unlock. There's, there's better quality. There's more money to be made. There's better quality of physical and emotional relationships to be had. You will, you will, you will be the creator of your own life, a different architect of the experience. So Lean into the work. I love that. The work. That's beautiful. Uh, You can find me, Kathy Millihan, at belovenow.org. I would join with Freddie in saying yes to all of that. Quiet, curious with yourself. And then you are the company you keep. So keep great company. Create community around your practices. Be in relationship with people who are willing to do this kind of work to stay curious. And then the growth becomes exponential. There's more joy, more aliveness, more becoming. I love that. And with those wise Mm -hmm. words, I remain Dr. Bart Rademacher. This is Prescription for Your Transformation, Real People, Real Conversations, and Real Success. And I want to thank both Kathy and Freddie for an outstanding conversation on this radio show that we've had for about seven years now and moving on. Thank you so much, and we will be back. Thanks for listening to Dr. Rademacher's Prescription for Transformation. Join Dr. Bart Rademacher live right here on StarWorldWideNetworks.com or on demand 24-7.